wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, let's get ready to rumble! It may be because he's Swiss, I don't know, in terms of European style. I can take you to Suplex City tonight, bitch. Can you say the alphabet backwards? Walking with your ass backwards. You're not funny and nobody likes you. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. WrestleRant Radio here today for May 3rd, 2016. I'm Graham G.S.M. Matthews. No RJ here today. He is off at internship, but I am not going to be alone. I'm not flying solo. We've got the returning for the first time in many months at Jamie Lee Mack on the Twitter. Jamie, how you doing today, brother? Oh, I'm doing just perfect. Filling in for the for the uh, for, for, uh, for the greatness that is um, or that is uh, or I'm sorry. Um, for the greatness that is um, RJ, and uh, I'll see if I can try to fill in his shoes. Uh, hopefully I can do uh, him some justice. I think so. I think so. Well, i got to mention this before we get started. I think great minds think alike. And on Sun- i got to give you props. On Sunday's show, we were watching Payback together, and he made this comment to me about <laughs> – and I'm still dying about this – he made that comment to me on during the kickoff show when Booker T was talking and they had the rubber ducky or whatever. He mentioned that to me, okay. <laughs> and then you, yeah, tw- then you tweeted, he tweeted something. that to me, <laughs> and then you tweeted something about it. About uh, oh my god, did, did I, I just see a duck in dreadlocks <laughs> and a ponytail or something like that? Like what the hell did I just? <laughs> oh my god, he showed that tweet to me, Jamie, and I no BS. I literally died. I'm still laughing about it two days later. I thought it was the oh funniest shit I've ever seen when you talked about that. You had that was definitely worth a retweet and a favorite. That was the greatest thing I have oh ever god. seen. Oh, that was just, great. Definitely just worth Booker's Booker's. Just like the way he talks and his commentary and the words he uses, I mean, like that's part of the reason why I love him. But we don't need a rubber duck, <laughs> a dreadlock, and a ponytail. Oh my god! I don't understand that. It was just—it was crossing the line. It was just hilarious when I saw not only them do that, and then RJ made the comment, but then when you followed it up with that tweet, when you said exactly what he said, I just started dying. Did you see? I was. I was so mad because I know you said you weren't watching Raw last night, so I couldn't see your reaction to it. Did you have any other sort of similar reaction when uh, Tyler Priest put on the, the do-rag during his match against Goldust last night? What was what was up with that? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that part um, – right. So, okay. So, all right. So, for those that are listening, uh, uh, disclaimer on my part. I did not see Raw. I was not in a location that I had cable, so I couldn't watch Raw. Uh, but I did watch a few of the clips on YouTube, Facebook, whatnot. Uh, I did not hear about Tyler Breeze and the do-rag. <laughs> I'm very pleased I did not see that. Uh, but I did hear that Tyler Breeze did get a win. I was very shocked. I'm yes. like, my God, Am- I'm like, my God, Ambrose got a pay-per-view win? Now Tyler Breeze is getting a win? <laughs> what is happening? And Emma, too. Emma won a match in Raw last night, too. 
And Emma Wood. Oh my God, I didn't see that part either. Holy <laughs> shit! My God, the world is the world is going spinning faster. It's just what is going on. It's crazy. And maybe it, maybe it is a really new era in WWE. Who knows? You got Emma almost Emma winning a match. Zack Ryder almost won the Battle Royal last night to become the number one contender. Di- I did see, um, or well, um, I didn't see the entire Battle Royal, but or but like um, I did hear about like the final two with Zack and Rusev, mm-hmm. and as much as I would have liked for Zack, uh, I kind of figured Rusev would, but but yeah, like. <sighs> Zach, Zach is getting all of these like uh, close calls, and it looks like like Zach Ryder's entire career has been nothing but a cock tease. Mm-hmm. Pretty like, much, as the best, yes, that's just the best way I can really just just talk about it. But at the end of the day, he is still dating Emma, so all hope is not yet lost. Ah, that son of a bitch! <laughs> like I said, she won on Raw last night. Pretty standard show. I know you didn't watch her. A lot of Raw from last night. We will probably be talking mostly about payback from Sunday night on the WWE Network. Pretty mm-hmm. enjoyable event on the whole. But we'll start off with these two uh, news and notes from the world of wrestling over the past week. Kicking it off with the news that broke today that Ryback might be on his way out of the company after a contract dispute. He did wrestle Kalisto at payback for the United States Championship on the kickoff show. Fell short once again in a very, very good match, which we'll talk about momentarily. Um, but apparently he is might be on his way out of WWE. Like I said, he was not in the Battle Royal last night on Raw, and he was nowhere to be seen on WWE programming this week, so far anyway. Um, so it looks like he might be sitting out the rest of his contract until it expires, and apparently the two sides, him and Vince or WWE or whoever, not on the best of terms. He wanted more money. He's pulling a Hogan from WCW in 01. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pulling a Hogan. Home. Other than that, other than the fact that he said "pay me more" instead of "feed me more," which was I, I'm sure yeah. he didn't say that specifically, but I, I, I feel like it went along those lines. But uh, it looks much. like he might be leaving WWE. So, what are your thoughts on Ryback potentially exiting WWE in the near future? I don't blame him. To be honest, I really don't. Um, like, 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 I really liked him when they repackaged him from Sheffield. The Ryback, um, and like I just thought that like you know he could be a big star, mm-hmm. but then Hell in a Cell with CM Punk happened, and you know very well what I think of that match. That match was trash, <laughs> absolute garbage. I hated the story going into it because they fucked them. Like literally, a lot of things that happened to Ryback is not even his fault. Mm-hmm. Like, they booked themselves into a corner with that stupid thing between him and Punk. It was, it like, Punk's reign, it was like you did not want Punk's reign to end because you were one month short of a year. And Ryback streak, again, like, it could have went so much far or mm-hmm. so much further. And, like, they fucked him up with that. And then he became the Shields bitch. He got triple powerbombed every week. And it seems like... And, and like, I, and then you had that horrid ass heel turn, which went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like it looked like he was getting a little bit of a push when he came back um, in like in like late 2014. Yep. Uh, but again, that did not go anywhere. Then he had that stupid Team Cena thing with him, and he was fired. And then he came back, and again, it went nowhere. So mm-hmm. I don't blame him. If he wants to sit out the rest of his contract, and if he doesn't want to come back, if he wants to continue to be a wrestler, wrestler for and wrestle for like 
uh, Ring of Honor or go to Japan or, or like, you know, or maybe he wants to go into like the, the um, fitness business. I know that like he posts a lot about, about like, Oh, uh, 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 go on this fitness website and use this code and get, get like however much off. Mm -hmm. So like maybe he'll want to, he'll want to do something like that. So, so to be honest, with or if Ryback wants to leave, I honestly do not blame him. It's hard to blame him. Like you said, there are multiple things that you could point to in terms of where they dropped the ball with him. I mean, like you said, many years ago when he was babyface, he was the hottest thing going in the company for at least six or seven months during the whole CM Punk thing, and they really booked themselves into a corner, like you said, Jamie. And then the whole horrid heel turn, which was awful, that went nowhere. Ryback sold the Paul Heyman crap. And then bringing him back. First one eliminated at Survivor Series of 2014. He was the first one gone from the match, despite the fact he was the, the focal point of the entire feud for a couple of weeks. Everyone wanted him on their team. And then he was the first one gone. Got fired. Came back. They never did the Rusev feud. It was just misbooking opportunity after miss up, you know, misbooked opportunity. The IC title didn't even help him. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Just he held that title for three or four months, and it really didn't do anything it wasn't a bad reign it just it was just kind of there i mean it didn't do anything was, for the championship it didn't do anything for him it just kind of went nowhere and i mean it was it was forgettable and yeah. he was and he was the champion after daniel bryan and that oh, was yeah. daniel bryan's last title reign ever <laughs> like you'd think like oh my god he's the guy that held it after bryan no no mm -hmm. like like and like during that whole thing i just talked about ryback i forgot that he was champion yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And he held it. It's not like he held it for a day like Zack Ryder. He held it for a couple of months, but he really didn't yeah. do anything. You know, I mean, no, he was hurt for like a month or two, but other than that, he didn't really do much at all. He feuded with who? Miz and Big Show for three months? I mean, come on. That's nowhere to get. That's that's no way to get somebody over. It was a total waste exactly. of title and of him. It was just it's ridiculous. And then since then, that was September when he dropped the championship. He's done nothing for the past six or seven or eight months. He was. In the kickoff match at WrestleMania, he lost. He lost on Sunday, albeit in a great match, but he lost. And they turned him heel again for no reason. And it's just, there's really no momentum there at all. So, like you said, I didn't even wrestle in front of a big crowd at Mania because at that point, people were having trouble getting inside the arena. <laughs> it was like an empty or arena the match. stadium. So, <laughs> like, like, honestly, if I were him, I'd be a little bit frustrated too. And he's even expressed that he's been having frustrations. And that, like, the last few manias have not gone really the way he thought they would. I mean, like, let's look at his mania record. 29, he lost to Mark Henry. 30, he was in that tag match. He lost that. I think he was in the Battle Royal that night, too. Didn't win that. Mm -hmm. 31, he was in the kickoff match. Battle Royal, didn't win that. Kickoff match this year, didn't win that. He's 0-4. or 0-5, I guess, if you want to count the Battle Royals. Yeah, it's bad. It's like, very bad. And the last three manias, he's been on the kickoff show, too. I mean, he's, he was in the kickoff show, like you said, 30, 31, and then 32. And then, uh, I mean, I guess 30 if, if he was in the Andre the John Memorial Battle Royal. I don't remember exactly. He probably was. But even then, he lost, like you said. And then he lost at 29, which still makes absolutely no sense to me why he lost at 29. I hated that match. <laughs> that whole I show hate, sucked. I hated everything about that result. I hated it. <laughs> the match sucked. The, the finish sucked. It just made no sense. A lot of stuff that they've done with Ryback just made has made no sense. And it just blows my mind that, like you said, it's really hard to blame him. Like, I'm, I'm a big Ryback fan, but it's hard to be mad about him leaving because there's just 
at this point, there's not much left for him to do. I mean, I guess he could become world champion, but you know he's not going to get back to that point. Like, he's already turned oh. heel and face five or six times each. And I figured, like, I figured maybe he would have won the U.S. title of payback, yeah, and then waited, and then waited until Cena came back, and then Cena could resume that U.S. title open challenge thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well that would have went over now, but like, I figured maybe that's what they would they would have wanted. But no, I guess that's I guess that's I guess that's just not what they're going with, and like. Really, it just sucks. I mean, I'm not saying Ryback is like the greatest in-ring technician of all time, not by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But, again, I I don't blame the guy. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't. It's a lot like with Barrett, too, I feel like. I feel like I had the same reaction when he said he might be leaving. Or when he, not when oh, he said God, he was leaving, yeah. but when that report came out that he might be leaving the company. We haven't seen him since, you know, the night after WrestleMania when he got kicked out of League yeah. of Nations. And it was just, right, I was right. thinking about it today. We got Barrett, Ryback, and Daniel Bryan, the three most successful people out of the Nexus, all gone in the uh, same yeah. calendar year. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? All three guys. You see, you see, I can't talk about Nexus without getting angry. <laughs> so, because like I'll watch back old videos of like Nexus promos and think, my God, this this group could have been so much more. Yeah. Oh my so God, much it could have been the greatest thing. So much uh, more. It was awful. <laughs> Oh, they screwed the pooch of that one multiple times. A lot like with Ryback. It's just like the theme of his career. A lot like with Barrett. It seems like it's the same exact thing. Every single time you feel like they're going to get to that next level in the company, they just rip the rug mm-hmm. right from underneath them. And that was the case with Barrett. We haven't seen him since. Ryback, I feel like we're not going to see until he's done with the company in a few more months. So it sucks. But, I mean, it's not going to be a big blow to the mid-card or anything. Like you said, he's not the greatest wrestler on the roster. Um, we already have all these NXT call-ups. I mean, they could just replace him with Baron Corbin or Apollo Crews. So it's really no loss to yep. WWE. It just sucks for him. I think Slater's like the only active person left from Nexus, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Darren no. Young, too, I think. Oh, yeah, Young. Oh, what, well, Bray Wyatt, I guess, if you want to count that. Yeah, well, I guess stuff. if we're talking original yeah. Nexus, then, yeah, I guess yeah. kind of Wyatt. And Axel, too. But I guess we'll just stick with, the, like, the original Nexus. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, the original NXT 8, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because Brian's gone, Michael Tarver got fired, mm-hmm. Gabriel got fired, or he quit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Otunga's still with the company, but he doesn't wrestle like you said. Um, yeah. He's not he's active. More, yeah, he's more, yeah um, he's more on the pre-show for Raw now. Yeah, he's more of like a commentator or whatever for the pre-show. And then Ryback might be leaving, Barrett might be leaving. That's six people right there. Slater's still around, like you said. And who else was in that group? Tonga, Tyler. Uh, I don't remember. Daniel Bryan, I think I already said. he's ret- Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But, yeah, I think Slater might be the only one. And Darren Young, too, I guess, are the only two yeah. that are still around that are still active. That's uh, crazy to think about. And that was only five years ago. Oh, uh, that's really been that long. Or five or six years ago at this point. I want to try to forget about it six, just because, yeah. like you said, every time I think about it, it's it, it just uh-huh. angers me, the fact that they dropped the ball on <laughs> Just absolutely right. awful. But um, on some lighter news, we'll move forward from there. I don't know if this can be mm-hmm. really considered lighter or not. I don't know if I personally care too much about this. Maybe you do. But uh, Eric Young, right. they showed up in NXT as of last Thursday. I mean, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. I mean, WWE announced it themselves, but I guess we'll talk about it. Um, they, they spoil everything with the papers. Let's just be honest. Yeah, they, they spoil everything. So it really right. doesn't matter if we talk yeah. about it or not. So, <laughs> they, they spoiled it on the website. That, that, to me, I hate spoilers. But if they announce it on the website... And it's pretty much free game at that point, so I guess we'll talk about yeah, it. But, really. uh, he showed up at the Full Sail University tapings last Thursday, confronted Samoa Joe. I guess he, I think it might be airing this week, if I'm not mistaken. I guess we'll see tomorrow. 
But, uh, yeah, Eric Young is in NXT. I don't know what Bobby Roode's status is. I think he's still in talks with the company. He was backstage reportedly last week of the tapings. I don't think he appeared in front of the live crowd or wrestled. Um, so I don't know. He's, if he's more or less, te- he's more or less te- teasing it at this point, I think. Yeah, I think at this point it looks like he, he is going to sign. I think so. it's just a matter of when and not if. But Eric Young is officially with NXT, it looks like. I don't know if he signed or not, but it looks like he did because yeah. he wrestled at the tapings against the champion. So, um, that being said, Jamie, what are your thoughts on Eric Young and NXT? Uh, I more or less want to see Dixie Carter's reaction more, <laughs> more than mine, to be honest. Um, just, uh, it's just, it's just like, I mean, it's great. Um, now, me, I have not been an avid TNA viewer, so I haven't seen a whole lot of Young's work. But from what I have seen, I think he is—he's um, uh, good. Uh, I don't really have like a very like in-depth um, view on him. Um, but but just like you know, it's just another coup for Hunter and for and for the guys and girls down around, uh, down in Florida, and it's and like it's just great. Because you have so much talent down there now. Like, you've got Joe Balor, if he gets called up at some point within the next month or so. Um, uh, you've got Rude, possibly. You've got Nakamura. Um, and Aries. Uh, Aries. And just, like, with the teams of, like, Gable and Jordan and the Revival, it's just, I mean, it like, business is booming down there, mm-hmm. and it's great. And and if anything, this just proves even more that the company is going to be in fantastic hands with Triple H or whoever or 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 if he gets you know complete um, shares of of the uh, of the uh, company going forward after Vince's uh, said and done. Exactly. I think the future of the company already is almost even here. I mean, you look at the current roster. I know AJ Styles is no fresh face. I mean, he is for the WWE, but he's been wrestling for almost 20 years at this point. But we add him in the main event of Payback. We have Enzo and Amore. I mean, I know he's injured, but we have Enzo and Cass, Mm -hmm. Apollo Crews, Baron Corbin, all the other guys right now. We have Charlotte as the current champion. The New Day are still relatively fresh. I mean, Xavier Woods, a former NXT standout, too. So we already have a lot of fresh blood on the current roster, on the current main roster. And then when you take yeah. into consideration all those guys you just mentioned, Nakamura, Aries, Joe, Eric Young, Bobby Roode, a lot of those guys, former TNA guys, but still, um, I don't think there was a plan in place for Samoa Joe ever to be promoted to the main roster. And I think that might be the case at some point because he's had some of the best work yeah. of his career in the last year or so, ever since he joined NXT. And I think Eric Young, um, like you said, I do, I do watch TNA. I've been watching it regularly for a while, but... I've just never really been a big fan of his. I think he's good. Um, I think he's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool to see him in NXT. I mean, more the better, I guess. More talent, the better. Um, like you said, I would love to see Dixie Carter's reaction. She hasn't commented on it. <laughs> <laughs> she. I mean, I know when Styles debuted at the Rumble, and I think when he wrestled at Mania too, she said, "Congrats, AJ, and all the success." There's something along those lines. Cause yeah, that was, was forced more than anything. Oh, absolutely. Especially after it's she had that save. She had that saved in her drafts for. I could have all day. <laughs> I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. Because I can't imagine that, especially after the 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 whole thing that went down or, or, you know, over Royal Rumble weekend when they said that, oh, they went mm-hmm. out of their contracts. And it's like that was that whole shit show of whatever happened with the uh, the Bullet Club guys and Styles. And 
that was bad. That was that was embarrassing. And yeah. then and she went back. You know, she went against that by apologizing and saying congrats. And it's just the whole shit show over there. I can't even speak. I can't even speak to what's going on over there in terms of mm-hmm. their failures because it's just embarrassing. And- and and um, one thing that I love that they're doing with all of these signees is the fact that they're treating them really well. Like Nakamura had possibly the match of the year with Sami Zayn at their um, at the takeover. Yep. Um, and with Joe being NXT champion and Styles, the fact that he had a he had a um, a, or, um, uh, he had a key WrestleMania match. And the fact that he had a world title match at Payback, that also shows other talents around the world that are some of the best talents in the world that, hey, WWE treats all these guys really well. Maybe I should go there. Maybe I should tell them or 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 show them what I can offer through this company. And it's and like really at the end of the day everybody wins and that's what I love that they're doing with the signees mm-hmm. and it's great exactly I mean all the signings and all the signees in the last couple of months alone I mean like you said Nakamura Eric Young Bobby Roode that's in the last three months alone it's amazing Austin Aries too they're just stacked down there with talent and it's like like you said it's a win-win-win for the fans mm-hmm. NXT and for the wrestlers themselves and I've been saying this time and time again, but I really don't think age is a factor anymore. I don't really – I mean, I think at mm-hmm. one point it may have been, oh, that guy's too old, he's 40 years old, he's past his prime. I mean, look at all the guys they've been – Styles is nearing 40, and he can work like he's like he's 20. Yeah, exactly. I think like, right uh-huh. now, especially with Rollins being now undoubtedly in my mind the greatest worker in the company right now is AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. I don't think oh, there's yeah. any doubt about that. And I think we'll, we'll talk about more of his match in a minute from Payback. But Oh, my God. When Seth Rollins returns, holy. <sighs> don't even get <laughs> me started on the match. That we How do you? <laughs> Styles my Rollins. Only question, oh. My only question is, who do you go to first? <laughs> it's incredible. There's just so many feuds like, waiting for him as a baby face, yeah. a heel. It's just, it's and, amazing. And, and I know... Or you know, and I know a lot of folks may not like this, but like even when Cena comes back, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, people give a lot of flack, but Cena can fucking wrestle, and I would love it if he, like, hell, Cena and Styles, Mister WWE versus Mister TNA. <laughs> That's a Come dream on match now. waiting to happen. I've been waiting to see that for uh, years. That has been almost a decade in the making for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when that match happens, happen. and you, yeah, exactly, you know happen. it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be. Yeah. As soon as June, SummerSlam, WrestleMania 33, WrestleMania 45, it's going to happen at some point. Hopefully sooner rather than oh, later, yeah. but it's going to happen oh, eventually. Yeah. I mean, even the kind of off-topic, we'll talk about that real quick. Uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts on Cena coming back in terms of what does he do? What is the first feud or storyline in mind that you think he's going to focus on when he gets back? Uh, my, my initial thought would be the last time he was there, uh, he got or he got uh, screwed over with the U.S. title match with uh, Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like I'm not clamoring for a Cena for Cena Rusev two or three or whatever, <laughs> however, however, however many matches that they've had. Yeah. But um, but like you know, one would think that he would go after the U.S. title again. Uh, he might have some unfinished business with or with Del Rio. Maybe they'll finish that up. Yeah. Uh, he could win Money in the Bank. 
I don't know if people would like that, but <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> it yeah, I didn't work out so well the last time, but like, yeah. you know, Cena casts in on Reigns or announces that he's going to challenge Reigns, which, oh God, I think I just scared myself. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like you said, yeah, it, it's like, a possibility. I mean, it, it doesn't mean it's going yeah. to happen or people are petitioning for it to happen, but it's, there's still a chance it could happen. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm thinking one of those three things will happen, but I'm thinking he'll probably go after the U.S. title. That's travel. what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, I don't know if – I mean, maybe Rusev wins at uh, Extreme Rules and we see Rusev seen again. I hope not. Like you said, we've just seen that a million times before. The matches were good. It's just that, you know, obviously this goes without saying, but Rusev came out of that looking like just a bitch. He looked, he looked like Cena's bitch for three state paper, three straight pay-per-views. And it doesn't yep. help. And then after that, he, the whole feud bombed. Even in her. a Russian chain match. No, oh, exactly. Exactly. Which is, how is that any different from an American chain match? Or a strap so match or whatever. It was the same concept. Or, yeah. The same principle. <laughs> it was stupid. Uh, like I said, it was decent matches. It was a decent feud, but Rusev just did not benefit that from that feud at all. Despite the fact that Cena, oh, oh, he's, no. he's the top guy. He works at the top. No, he didn't benefit at all. I mean, just ask Bray Wyatt. Just ask all these other guys that worked with John Cena and ended up worse because of it. He ended up worse off. <laughs> so I mean, at this point, I really back. exactly Ryback's another guy <laughs> going full circle. Ryback's another one from three years ago. It seems at least at least one person every year gets. I hate to say buried, yeah. but. Buried pretty much by John Cena, and they just—it's not Cena's fault. It's just the fact they put these people in positions where they can't win. And if they do beat John Cena, like Kevin Owens did last year, they go on to lose the next two matches. I mean, we talked about it the last time, or not the last time, but the time before that, I had you on the show. We talked about mm -hmm. Battleground, and now Kevin Owens tapped out to John Cena on pay-per-view clean. It made absolutely no sense. Worst of their three matches, I thought. Yeah. Not, I mean, and like, you know, that's not a bad thing. Like, it was still good, but I thought it was the worst of the three. Yeah, it was still a really good match, but in comparison to the other two matches, it just wasn't nearly as good at all. Yeah. But, it felt I mean, like a repeat. Exactly. It felt like a repeat. It felt like not even. Yeah. Like, I thought Money in the Bank felt like a sequel. This one just felt like a rematch. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, it felt like a repeat of their previous yeah. matches. But um, even with that, I think that when Cena gets back, a Cena Rusev feed him not too high, and hopefully Kalisto retains. Like, I want to see Ryback. Not Ryback, uh, Rusev get back on the right track and start to mean something again. I'm not getting my hopes up. But um, mm -hmm. even no. past that, I think if we get – I mean, we're going back here. And I know this was, I think, on the first SmackDown that it was on USA Network um, when Kalisto beat Del Rio in non-title action. with I don't think it was help from John Cena, John Cena but he was at ringside for the match at least. Yeah, he endorsed yeah. them afterwards. So I'm not saying you can play up on that because I highly doubt they even remember that. But – most people wouldn't. I'm just saying that maybe that we can see that feud. Not feud, but maybe even a match. Kalisto Cena, I mean mm. again, it's something at least we haven't seen before, and I doubt Kalisto wins, obviously, but I like you said, I feel like the most obvious direction to put Cena in when he gets back, or at least even maybe even the best direction, because I feel like he will get involved in the main title picture, the WWE title picture, at some point. I mean, whether people like it or not, it's gonna be SummerSlam, him versus Reigns or whoever. That's gonna happen at some yeah. point too. But um, like like you said, the U.S. Challenge, the U.S. Open was the arguably not even. I mean, the best thing about 2015 for WWE. So if they can get back to that okay. point with him as U.S. Champion, then I feel like they're golden. So I mean, him versus Kalisto, Rusev, or whoever has the championship by the time he comes back, you know, later on this month, I feel like would be a a great direction yeah. for him. At least something new. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I guess we're yeah. Guess we'll just be getting Cena, Ruru too. Yeah, yeah, rumor exactly. Oh God, trying to live that down, live down that uh, <laughs> awful, awful, awful feud. One of the worst feuds, not even of last year. Just 
ever, I think. And at least in recent years, just, oh, you're bringing back bad, bad memories, Jamie. Bad, bad memories of one of... Uh, but Ruru was iconic, though. <laughs> That's true. If there was any good part of that, about that feud, if there was any saving grace of that rivalry, it was Ruru, of course. I mean, that was definitely the best part about it. But uh, TMZ destroyed that feud. That's they just, did. They that's did. Just, that's, just, that's just basking that glory for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they <laughs> got back together, and they were away from each other for a while. Lana and Rusev, and then they're back together as of last night on Raw. It's just, there's no consistency at all with these guys. I just feel bad for Rusev because he could have been a real star, and he, he still can be. But when his momentum yeah. was at its hottest, I mean, they just squandered it. Squandered any momentum he had going for him last year. They never even used Lana in, in that whole big a nations faction either which i figured she would be a good mouthpiece for the four of them but no didn't even do that yeah exactly and she's russian too it's not like she was american yeah. except colter like when they exited when they booted him out of the group so colter would have been an excellent idea yeah because he wants the whole world to be united exactly that felt like uh. he would have been a, a perfect puzzle piece for the fee or for the uh for the faction anyway and that whole faction came crashing down. That was. What are your thoughts on the League of Nations? I mean, me and RJ have talked about it here on the show before and how just we were not fans of it whatsoever because they never really booked them right. I, what were your thoughts I, on um, I like the idea of it um, because I was happy that they were finally taking advantage of the fact that, that they have so many nationalities um, and backgrounds of wrestlers that they have. And, like, really, I thought the only missing piece was Zeb. Because Zeb was doing this whole Next America thing, and and he wants the world to become one, and it's like, well, you united four nationalities. There you go. He's like, like you know, this is the start of his tear. Yeah. So, and really, I thought that was the only thing that or that um, was missing, and then and then I thought that they were going to become heavies for Vince, and then that died, and I think like. Like just like I want to say around fast lane is when I just thought that I there's no hope for these guys now. Yeah, no. yeah. I think they jumped <laughs> the shark around fast lane. Like at that point when they got to the whole New Day feud where they lost every single match, despite despite uh-huh. you know other than WrestleMania, which means nothing in the long haul at this point. It's just I don't know. Like Barrett, said, Barrett wasn't even involved in half of the stuff they did. Yeah, and they still kicked him out anyway. That's right. It's like oh yeah, he's the weak link. Well, he wasn't. He was never there. <laughs> he was hurt. Week, like, he was, he, like you never invited him. Yeah, just ridiculous. <laughs> it really, like you said, I'm in the exact same boat, and I feel like it was a good idea in theory because I think you must remember this when they did the whole, what was it called, uh, United Nations or whatever in WWE 12. Remember that stable? Ah, uh, the United Kingdom. United Kingdom. That's what it was, and I thought that could have been Seamus, Seamus Regal, Barrett McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. On paper, it sounds like a great stable, and they finally did something like that, albeit fucking five years too late, but they did finally did something yeah. along those lines, and <laughs> like I said, it just was it was bad timing, I feel like, just terrible timing, because none of those guys mean oh, anything. Yeah. They, were all, they were all losers by the time they teamed up. I mean, Rusev was coming off the terrible feud of Ziggler. Del Rio was still U.S. champion at that point, but he went on to mean nothing. Sheamus was a loser. No one cared about him at that point, and then Barrett was... A loser times a thousand because he had lost every single match going into that stable. So it was really. I hated the, the fact start. that they still. I hated the fact that, that they still called him King Barrett. Oh yeah, and I think it's they like, still they haven't mentioned him since. King of the but Ring. 
it just then they had that retarded battle for the crown with yeah. truth, and it was like, what is the smell? What you mean? What you didn't like the plunger? <sighs> I hope they killed King of the Ring for me. I, they really did. I mean, I think one can argue that they killed it a couple of years ago with Sheamus, and this was only just really just kind of the final nail in the coffin of King of the Ring. But I was excited, too. I was excited to see it back, and they just wasted opportunity. I mean, it really could have been something for Barrett, but then they went on to have him feud with R-Truth, and that was the end of that. King of the Ring used to mean something. It's like the winner got a title shot at SummerSlam, or at least that, or, or um, uh, um, at least it was like that in 2 Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, like it could have been the answer to the Rumble. Definitely. Like, For this like, summer, you know, yeah. How do you build up? Yeah. Like, how do you build up to your second biggest pay-per-view? Okay, have this big-ass tournament. Winner becomes king of the ring. Uh, they're pushed to the fucking moon, and they get a title shot at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. It did wonders for Stone Cold. Exactly. Awesome, awesome 316 happened. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's just missed opportunities. Like you said, I feel like the last time it really meant something. I mean, I guess King Booker, too, and that kind of went overboard. But he won the world championship as King of the Ring. And then mm-hmm. Regal, that was just a matter of bad circumstance. The whole suspension thing, that was a waste. Sheamus was a massive waste of time. He lost every single match he had as King of the Ring, which was, you would think it'd be the other way around, but I guess not. And then Barrett was a loser, too. So, like I said, I think it was just doomed from the start. And they really – I think at this point there's no purpose in bringing it back unless there is a real plan in place to push whoever ends up winning the tournament. Unless if they do, like, one of those, like, random network special events or whatever, then, like, maybe. But, like, at, like do something with it. Don't just have them win and then stick King in front of their name. It's not going to work. Yeah. yeah like, I, I Booker, think... Booker made it work, but Booker – is a special kind of talent. Mm-hmm. He he made that gimmick work. He made that gimmick his own. Barrett, he couldn't do it. No. The whole Sheamus, he couldn't do it. I like Sheamus, but he couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, Regal, I thought could have, but then again, like you mentioned, uh, like you know, the cards didn't work out for him, and he got <laughs> yeah. suspended. Like. No, I'm just happy if they never bring it back again. Like, I'm, like, 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 I was excited when they brought it back last year. Now I really could, could just care less. Yeah, they brought it back. I think they just brought it back as a, like you said, as a special. And that was pretty much it. There were Mm -hmm. really no plans in place to push whoever ended up winning the tournament, like Barrett. And even Barrett, I mean, I think at that point, he was coming off that terrible reign as IC champion where he lost, like, Every match he was he wrestled, and it was ridiculous. He got the IC title stolen from him, like literally uh, stolen. Everything involving our truth is just awful. I'm sorry. Everything involving our truth over the last three years has just been atrocious. This Goldust thing is no exception to that either. I love Truth, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I, I want to like Truth. I loved him as a heel, but it's just recently they've just wasted the guy. It's just they put him in feuds that he just I don't know. It just makes no sense. I liked him as the, um, or, um, uh, like, as the uh, forgetful guy. It looked like he was having, like, all Oh, yeah, that stuff. little thing, yeah. Like, the Slammy yeah. Awards, it was funny. Or was it the Slammies, or was it before that? I don't remember. Uh, no, at the Slammies, I think he did the whole, or, well, like, they mocked the whole Steve Harvey thing. And oh, he was like, yeah. oh, I made a mistake. Nikki Bell was really the diva of the year. Or That's whatever. what it was, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and then, and then the rumble, he pulled up the. That was the funniest. He pulled up the damn ladder. Oh but, yeah, yeah. And then when he was going into Money in the Bank, he thought it was something else. And that was many months before that. But yeah, I think the forgetful thing was pretty good. And then they did kind of the whole Goldust crap, and it's just it hasn't been good so far, in my opinion, anyway. But. Yeah, our truth. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how we went from. Uh, we're, I think we went from talking about Eric Young to an NXT to, to talking about our truth. We're all over the place here on WrestleRant Radio today, but uh, in the final mm-hmm. half hour we got left, we'll talk about the Payback Pay Per View on Sunday. Like I said, pretty good show on the whole. We'll call, we'll kick it off with the kickoff show from uh, Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Pretty decent match. In the end, Dolph Ziggler going over. Why? Because fuck you. That's why. That's really the only answer I can give for this match because nothing else makes sense as to why. Dolph Ziggler won this match. I like Ziggler, and I, but I think Baron Corbin. There's just a lot more there with him. There's a lot. He has a lot more going for him right now than Dolph Ziggler does. And I mean, I guess you could say they got the undefeated streak out of the way by having Ziggler beat him from the get-go. But again, beating him clean on the kickoff show, and it's a guy that really hasn't been relevant in almost two years. It just, I, I, it's hard to come up with positives for this. And I know Corbin got the better of Ziggler last night on Raw. He attacked him on the outside. That's great and all, but he just doesn't feel like as much of a threat as he did even a week ago. So what were your thoughts on the match, Jamie, and your thoughts on Ziggler going over? Was it the right move? Well, first off, I didn't get why it got bumped from the main card to the fucking pre-show. Uh, <laughs> like, like that boggled my mind. Yeah. Uh, but as for the match itself, uh, decent match, wrong guy won. Really, mm-hmm. that's... Um, uh, I love that thing where he had Ziggler on his shoulders for like a powerbomb type deal, and then he flew him back into the ring post. I think it's called uh, Alley Oop or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And yeah, and he flung him back into the post, and I'm like, well, holy shit. There's. Okay, Baron won right mm-hmm. there. It's obvious. And then he takes too much time. He's pandering on the outside and whatnot, and I'm like, okay, that wasn't. that really wasn't needed. And then Ziggler beats him with a BS roll-up. And I'm like, why does Dolph need to win? Mm-hmm. He's been there for, gosh, damn near 10 years now. Gotta Definitely be 10 over years, 10 right? years, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's been there for over 10 years. Um, okay, like, he was in the ladder match at Mania. He's basically enhancement talent at this point. I don't mean to piss any Ziggler fans off, but let's be honest. What else he is, is he going to do? Yeah. Um, uh, why did he need it? And, mm-hmm. like, I know the whole big man not losing for a substantial amount of time is really overdone, but Corbin really, I thought, needed this. And you know what this also does? It gives less meaning as if there was any there now for the fucking Andre the Giant by the Royal. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. It's like, okay, basically whoever wins gets their name on the trophy. Okay. (laughs) Pretty much. Okay. Okay. So basically I'm going to go to the dollar store. I'm going to buy a little $1 trophy and just write my name on it. There. I'm good. (laughs) Like really? That's, that's the prestige it has at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't see the part where Corbin, like, took out Ziggler, I think, or was well, that what happened? He beat him up on the outside or whatever? On Raw. Yeah, not on this show. Uh, on Raw? Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, on Raw. Okay, okay, so, well, like, uh, that's cool, but um, um, I'm just trying to think of who said it. I think it was, um, 
I think it was Road Dog who said on Twitter a few months back that wins or that um, wins and losses don't mean anything. Yeah, I think so. I heavily disagree. Yep, they do. Because if you have a guy, if you have a guy that's Baron Corbin's size and keeps losing every week, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. But if, but let's say if you get a guy like Baron Corbin who keeps losing every week, people are going to start caring less because then they are going to see this guy, and they're just going to say, "Oh, it's that guy who lost every week so far." Well, clearly we know what's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, so like, yeah, um, like I said, decent match. But the wrong guy won. Like you said, I mean, I could not disagree more with the whole wins and losses don't matter thing. I mean, I, like you said, Road Dog said it a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago on Twitter. I know Nikki Bella said it at one point late last year. It's like that's not true at all. I mean, that's like who the – I mean, we're going to care about these people regardless. If Corbin loses, I mean, maybe even not. But if he keeps on losing all, match, all of his matches going forward, which I don't think he will, I'm still going to like the guy. But I feel like the casual fan won't. Like if he's established as a loser now, if he's established as being on as being on Dolph Ziggler's level, then people just won't care about the guy because it's all it all comes back to that 50-50 booking, which is just mm-hmm. it's killing this company. That's why it's killing. And it people. looks like it's already started. It's already started with Corbin, Apollo Cruz. He hasn't lost yet, but he he got tossed out of the battle royal like a jabroni last night on Raw, which made no sense. <laughs> Uh, that happened. I mean, you have got. That's why people like the Miz is finally getting past that point where he's starting to mean something again, just because he's so good at what he does. But you look at his win and loss record. He's another guy who suffers from 50-50 booking. Him, Cesaro was in that boat for a while. Guys like Ryback, Barrett. That's why all these people don't mean anything. Is they win, they lose, they win, they lose, and no one gives a shit about them. You know, Rusev. That's why the League of Nations never worked out because they were winning and they were losing and it just. There's no real momentum there. Now, Corbin is losing that momentum. And I completely forgot until you mentioned it that he won the Battle Royal. I mean, it really goes back to that Battle Royal. Not only does it not mean anything at this point, but it's getting to the point. I don't know if it's getting to this point, but it's almost like a curse. You win the trophy, and then you go on to lose like every match from that point forward, or at least you win, or at least you lose the matches that matter most. And that was the case with Cesaro. That was the case with Big Show. He wasn't even on TV for the most part. Cesaro, I was super hopeful for him. Yeah. Like, I thought that because he wasn't who I thought was going to win that year. I thought it was going to be Big Show. And yeah, then it came down to him and him. Yeah. Yeah, like, I thought that it was going to come down to him or Big Show. And then when it came down to the final two, I thought that it was going to be Big Show. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of botched on that uh, last line there. Um, uh and it wasn't, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, yeah. uh, I like this. And then Cesaro literally went, like, he had a few title matches, and he aligned himself with Paul Heyman, but again, that, like, nothing happened after that. Yeah. And then he went to bought a promo at the end of the year saying that there's four ropes. <laughs> yeah, like, not a good I, way to end the year. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Uh, so, yeah, now, um, like, the Battle Royale now is just really an excuse to get everyone on the card. And really, it's a replacement for Money in the Bank because it fills that void. Pretty much and, that and the uh, the new ladder match. Hopefully, that's Yeah, and now the new ladder match. Yeah. Is, yeah, now the IC title is the Money in the Bank briefcase equivalent <laughs> now at WrestleMania. Pretty much. And I guess Zach Ryder is the new Mr. Money in the Bank for this year. 
That's just ridiculous. I mean, hopefully that's not the case going forward. I mean, they did it for two years. I think this year, they really had no reason to do it. We'll talk about Zayn and Owens in a minute, but that was the match that we should have gotten at WrestleMania where they steal the show uh-huh. with the chemistry that they had. But we'll get to that momentarily. But um, after that, after Corbin Ziggler, we had Kalisto Ryback. We already talked about Ryback before. But um, on this show, we had Kalisto Ryback for the U.S. Championship. Kalisto goes over. Really, really good match. And uh, we already kind of talked about the U.S. Championship. But your thoughts on the match, Jamie, between Kalisto and Ryback on Sunday night? Uh, really fun match. Uh, I honestly would go as far as saying that it's one of Ryback's best. Absolutely. Um, I really like the spot where he military presses uh, Kalisto from the middle rope or the top rope or whatever. Um, I thought that was great. Um, I just thought that the sequences that they did were really good and uh, really fun to watch. And um, I was thinking maybe Ryback would win just because it's WWE. But I guess now, uh, well, I guess now we know why he didn't go over. Yeah. But yeah, I think the match itself was really good. I, I was thinking today after I read the news about Ryback maybe leaving the company, what truly great matches has he had in WWE? And I couldn't think of even like three or four. But this match came to mind. Like you said, I definitely one of Ryback's mm-hmm. best, if not his best. Um, just really good stuff. Kalisto had a great showing here. Ryback pulling out some impressive maneuvers. And in the end, Kalisto scoring the victory with the Salida Del Sol to retain the U.S. Championship. So a really good way to lead from the kickoff show to the actual show, which opened with the uh, finals of the WWE Tag Team Tournament to crown the new number one contenders to the titles. The Vaude Villains versus Enzo and Cass. Um, the match went maybe two or three minutes before Enzo got hurt, got concussed. The match ended abruptly. Um, the Vaude Villains technically did not win. I thought they did, but it was announced later it just went to a no contest. And I guess it was yeah. announced on Raw that they are the new number one contender. So they are getting the tag team title shot at Extreme Rules. But uh, the match itself, I can't really comment on. But uh, Enzo got hurt, yeah. and that looked brutal. looked absolutely awful. And mm-hmm. uh, thankfully, he's okay. They announced us. They announced updates throughout the show. And he got discharged from the hospital later on that night, like right after midnight. So he's doing all right. And I don't know when he's going to be due back. There's no timetable for his return. But uh, I guess, I don't know if he passed the impact test or whatever. But, uh, I know he's been um, he's been taken off of live events up until the twentieth, but uh, oh, okay. he'll probably get taken off more. So yeah, probably. I imagine he's going to be out for the rest of the month. I mean, it, it's hard to yeah. it's hard to say with concussions. Like I know with like an ACL tear or or a torn shoulder or whatever, there's a timetable. Like oh, he's going to be out for six to seven months. You know, like uh, Bray yeah, White. I- you know, his calf tear. You know, six weeks he'll be out. With a concussion, you never really know. Like they it, could be out a yeah. week. They could be out a month, like you know Dolph Ziggler a couple years ago. They could never come back at all. I mean, that's Daniel Bryan. So, um, hopefully, it's not the case with Enzo. But uh, it's it's good that he's doing all right. So, your thoughts on the on the match, Jamie? Uh, Enzo's injury when you think he might be back, and the Vaude Villains as the new number one contenders to the tag team titles. Um, I remember having my head turned away from the TV just for a second when um or when Amore hit his head on the ropes. And, like, I thought that maybe he was, like, selling a move that happened. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he wasn't moving at all. I was like, uh-oh. This, yeah. this, I'm not liking this at all. <laughs> and then the ref came over, threw up, threw up the X sign, and that was that. Um, when they showed the replay, I got, like, um, and I think I speak for a lot of people when I say I got scary flashbacks to um, – Pero Aguaro Jr. Mm-hmm. with what happened to him, I was just like, I, I know, <laughs> I know, no, 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 no. Um, 
yeah, like I was like, or like, I was just hoping and praying that like that like he was going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Cass was super worried. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you watched the video of Enzo getting put put into the back of the ambulance, but yeah. Cass was like he was visibly really really upset. Yeah. And I and I, I mean like that's a tag partner like like you know like he said on Raw that's his family who can blame him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I am happy that, uh, or, uh, that Enzo is going to be okay. That's, uh, great news. As for the VOD villains being the, or for being, um, on top, uh, not really a huge fan of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they work well together. But I'm not like they're like their gimmick reminds me of like new generation era, like not or like mid nineties WWE a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, uh, yeah. Yeah, like um I think that their gimmick, much like the Ascension has a short shelf life, I think that they're gonna get that well like the Ascension I don't think ever got I mean like besides the chamber match, I don't think they ever got really any tag tag title shots, so they'll probably go farther than they did. But, um, but, uh, like, I'm fine with it for now, uh, but I think the real money match, money tag team match is going to be Enzo and Cass versus the New Day, which hopefully will, which I think will, might, might happen at SummerSlam. That's yeah. what I'm thinking too. Yeah, I feel like that's because, the place to do it. Yeah, 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 because, like, that's, that's their backyard. Exactly. Like, I was really that hoping. That's going to be insane. That's going to be amazing. Hopefully they can build it up that way. I'm hoping I, I, he's not going to be back in time. Like you said, if he's off until the 20th of May at the very earliest of, of live events yeah. and stuff, he's not going to be at Extreme Rules, which sucks because um, they're no, going to have no. it. It's going to be in Newark, which is you know right next door to New Jer- uh, right next door to New York, obviously. So that would have been a yeah. great market for them to face the Dudley Boys, which reportedly was going to be the plan anyway. And they still can't do that in the summer before SummerSlam. So. Like oh, you yeah. said, you know that's that's their backyard, so that's the place to do that match, and hopefully we do get this that. Is also, this is also a great chance for Big Cass to break out and show management what he has, and he did that on Raw last night. Um, I didn't see the match, but I saw the promo that he cut beforehand, and I thought that he was great on his own. I thought that um, that uh, that like that like he can he can talk. Like that, Mike is his best friend, and um, like I said, I never saw the match, but like I think that Cass, like if need be, I think Cass can do really well um, uh, um, on his own two feet, at least while Enzo is out for now. I hope so. I mean, I've never really thought he was great on his own before. I mean, we've never really seen him on his own. He was on his own for a no. couple of months in NXT a few years ago, but that was about it. And he can be a little shaky on the mic at times. He just seems like he's nervous when he talks, like when he ever, whenever he delivers his lines on TV, like before the matches and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. Still, I think he yeah, can. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'll say that uh, the raw, the raw that they debuted on, um, yep. he didn't say a whole lot, but he said what he needed to. Yes, exactly. But yeah, but like. I thought that he did just fine last night. Yeah, I thought he did really um, well for himself last so, night. So hopefully they, can, yeah. hopefully they can continue to use him. I mean, I, I don't think I was 
fearful that, that he would just kind of fade off into obscurity, and he still might. I know last night was just a oh, yeah. uh, was just an eight man tag team match, like you said. I have zero idea how long Enzo is going to be out for, so hopefully it's not too. That long. could be them just like just sort of like testing the waters with him, maybe. And like, yeah. okay, okay, like can he hang on his own while his partner's out, or uh, are we just going to have him off until Enzo's good to go again? So yeah, who knows. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it very well might have been a test, and if so, I think he succeeded. So hopefully, he's going to be doing all right on his own for the next, you know, few weeks of the earliest. Like you said, uh, Vaude Villains versus New Day at Extreme Rules in less than three weeks. After that, we had Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn in a great match. I'd go so far as to say the match of the night last night or Sunday night rather at Payback. Great stuff. Owens wins clean. He stays on commentary for the next match, which will kind of blend together: Miz versus Cesaro. Really good match as well. Miz retains via distraction roll-up from uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at ringside. He rolls him up, still the IC champion. It looks like we're getting a fatal four-way between these four guys, Miz, Cesaro, Owens, and Zayn, at Extreme Rules for the Intercontinental Championship. So, Jamie, your thoughts on Owens versus Zayn and the IC title match between Miz and Cesaro and your thoughts on the impending fatal four-way at the next pay-per-view. Um, Zayn and Owens, I thought, put on a fantastic match. Um, given the circumstances, because they had to follow up what happened to Enzo, mm-hmm. and like you know, those three guys were done. Were were like 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 they trained in the same spot down in Florida, and um, so like you know, there's definitely some uh, or um, there's definitely some compassion there uh, with all three of those guys. And, but, like, I definitely thought that Zane and Kevin put on a great match. And when you can wrestle on the apron of the ring and still make it a work of art, then you know you're damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I saw no problems with the finish. I thought that Owens winning was the right move. And he, and when he called him Byron, uh, he was, fa- he was fantastic on there. Wearing JBL's hat, that was that was absolute hilarity. Uh, just Kevin Owens on like like can we just get get Owens to like replace Byron? Yes, like forever, please. Yes. Like I would love that forever. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I thought that. So or so like I thought that or so I thought that that was great. Um, Cesaro and Miz, uh, I thought was more more or less like a. More or less like your average Raw match. Uh, wasn't really anything too special, but mm-hmm. it was still a decent match. Um, Miz winning, I thought, again, I thought was the uh, was the right move. And if there is a fatal four-way happening at Extreme Rules, uh, that gets me excited because it's fatal four-way and it's Extreme Rules, so you got to throw a gimmick on there somehow. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, whether it be a ladder match or a uh, street fight or, like, uh, I mean, like, hell, even a steel cage. Fatal four-way steel cage. When's the last time we've seen, seen those? Like, like, hey, like, that'd be great. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, um, I'm thinking uh, uh, four-way with those guys. Awesome. Can't wait. It's going to be a great match on paper. You put four of the, I mean, mm-hmm. Cesaro, Owens, it- and Zane alone is going to be great. Yeah, it's it's really really hard to screw up a fatal four way match. Yes, exactly. It, it really really is, especially with the people involved in this one too. I mean, I think with the four people oh, yeah. they got, and there's a logical story there, and they're not just tossing four people together for this 
for the hell of it, you know, like a lot like WrestleMania, which was a great match. But I mean, mm. it just they threw people in there that didn't deserve to be in there. I mean, I love Ryder, Sinclair, Stardust, all those guys. Didn't deserve it. They just got thrown in there for the hell of it. So thankful that's not the case of this yeah. match. Um, no. As far as the stipulation, I was thinking, I think it might be, I, I hope it's not, but I feel like they just might do a fatal four-way and go with the whole excuse that it's already noticed disqualification as it is. I mean, I know they've done that in the past at this pay-per-view. True, and yeah. I don't know. I would love to see a ladder match, but we just saw one at WrestleMania, and that's why I feel like they might not yeah, do yeah. one. And I don't know. Steel Cage would be great. Like you said, I couldn't tell you the last time I got a fatal four-way steel cage match, if ever. I mean, I'm sure there's no. been one done at some point. But I can't remember the last time oh, that yeah. would have no, yeah, been. Has. Um, I know there was a triple threat cage match on yeah. Raw back in 2011, but right. I can't remember the last time we saw a fatal four-way one. At Extreme Rules, too, we saw that one at that yeah. same triple threat. It was Miz, Morrison, and Cena, I think. Cena, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So we've seen triple threats before. Never a four-way, though, so hopefully that, that no, is the case. So, yeah. And it would make sense. I mean, Miz is a slimy heel, so he wants to get away from... Uh, from the other three exactly. challengers. So it makes sense, but we'll see, I guess, what they give mm-hmm. it. So after that, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, I wish, uh, Dean Ambrose versus oh. Chris Jericho. And uh, really good match. In the end, Dean Ambrose going over clean. It looks like the feud is continuing, going on to Extreme Rules. So I'm looking forward to that. So your thoughts on the mm-hmm. match, Jamie, and the feud continuing? Um, I thought it was a uh, decent match. Um, really, like, I don't really have any major gripes uh, uh, about it. Um, um, again, I thought that the, uh, right guy won with Dean. I mean, like, this is Dean's first major pay-per-view win since the Rumble, I think. Yep. And it's the one-on-one. And it was over a guy like Jericho, which I kind of figured Dean would win because it's Jericho. He's Mr. Put, put, put everybody over. Yeah. Um, so, and, um, yeah, uh, with their, or, um, if they get another match at Extreme Rules, which I believe Jarek was also trolling on Twitter when he said that he that that, that, that his current run was done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, which I that I, that smells like BS to me. Yeah. Um, I figured so. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Like um, if they have a rematch, um, like I know Dean was just in a no holds barred street fight like match, but. You know, I guess, I guess we could see uh, another one of those. Maybe Jericho breaks out his old jeans that he wore against Punk. Yep, for his uh, street fight. So yeah, I'd love to see that. I think that'd be a really good match. So I don't know what other stipulation you would give it. I mean, I guess all the other stipulations that they've given matches so far, like the submission match of the women, would make sense. The Extreme Rules main event. I don't know what else you would give this match other than a street fight. And like you said, we just saw one at WrestleMania mm. with Dean, but. I think it's going to be a great match regardless. It really doesn't matter. Um, oh, yeah. I would love to see it. I would love to see that match again at the next pay-per-view with that stipulation. I quit match. That'd be something. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking for the women. So, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess they could do that if they wanted to. Yeah, where, like, the person, like, you know, this could be Jericho's way of, like. Saying, actually, I quit, yeah. Of his, yeah, like, you know, that could be Jericho's way of, like, ending his run. So, maybe, like, I mean, like, there's a, like, I guess that's something that they could do. I'm a quick su- match. Uh, we haven't seen seen one of those for a couple of years now, I think. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done one 
yet with that stipulation where the person legitimately yeah, has where, to quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when someone says, when someone says I quit, like they actually quit for real. Yeah, like a you're fired, I quit match. And they could have done that. I feel like that's what I thought was going to happen at Over the Limit 2010. With Cena and Batista, because Batista quit anyway yeah, next night, so why not just do it at the pay-per-view? Batista you know? was already on his way out. Yeah, yeah. so I thought that was weird. But, yeah, maybe we see that at the next pay-per-view. I mean, I guess at that point it's predictable that Jericho's losing, but still, it's going to be a great match. It really doesn't matter. It's well, better than it's better than a, a, a pot-on-a-plant match or a pot-on-a-pole match or something like that, which is very, very viable, by the oh way, Lord. after what happened last oh night. And poor Mitch. Did you end up getting the clarification on Mitch? Because I know you tweeted something about that. Do you know what happened with Mitch last night or no? I did. I did. I hear Mitch was a very beloved pot-on-a-plant, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, he will be sorely, sorely missed. He will be sorely missed. So uh, rest in peace, Mitch. Remember when here at WrestleRant Radio, we move forward from that yeah. to the uh, WWE Women's Championship match, Charlotte versus Natalia. Really good match. Awful finish with the Montreal Screwjob rehashing for the 65th time, I think, in WWE history, somewhere around there. Um, but, yeah, like I said, yeah. we're getting a submission match at Extreme Rules between these two, which is good. Keeps the feud alive, but I just didn't like to finish it all. I just thought it was so stupid. So uh, your thoughts on the match and the asinine finish, Jamie, if you thought it was asinine at all. Uh, well, I gave them an A for effort near the end of the match. Yep. When the screw job happened, that A turned into an F. <laughs> I am like, see, these screw job finishes were like rep calls for the bell. They don't tap out and everything. 1997, that was a real-life thing. When they did it with Rock and Mankind, it made sense because Rock was aligning with Vince. Yeah. 2009, I hated it with Punk and Taker. I despise, I hate it to this day. I despise it. It's one of the dumbest finishes I've ever seen. Yeah. Just because they were... That, that entire thing was all Vince. You know that was all Vince. Yep. They, cause, because, because they were, because they were in Montreal, and it's... Well, well, Vince probably thought that was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Only this, laughing. This, the Chicago screw job. I really hope this isn't going to be an actual thing from here on out. I hated Cole's acting. We're like, Natty never tired. Natty never tired. It's like, well, no shit, Cole. Yeah. Like I, uh, I, I, I despised it. Bret Hart's consistent expressions of. I don't want to be here. He's like, he even said, like, Bret Hart's been really salty lately, too. He has and been just, against uh, WWE Creative, yeah. <laughs> just, like, like, I like the match up until that point, and I've said this time and time and time again. Never let the result of a match ruin the whole thing for you. Yeah. This is the one, one of the few times where I'm going to go against that. This That finish ruined that match for me. I just thought it was, it just made no sense. I know they want to keep the feud alive, but just, I don't know. Was it's, there any follow-up with Robinson by any chance? Yeah, I mean, they, he came out on Monday. Charlotte and Ric Flair invited them out to the ring and said, oh, you know, the fact that we're friends had nothing to do with the finish, right? And he said, no, she verbally tapped out, she didn't physically tap out, and then Natalia came out and she said that, oh, you paid Charles off, and then she put Ric Flair in the sharpshooter after one slap, which made no sense at all. Made Ric Flair look like the biggest pussy in the world, but other than all that, that just screams, all <laughs> that just screams overbooked to me. Yeah, way overbooked. Just to keep the feud alive, oh. which just have it 
you know, just have Charlotte cheat. That's all you got to do. You don't have to go through the whole yeah. rehashing of the Montreal screw job for the millionth goddamn time. You can have a dirty finish because the next pay-per-view is a pay-per-view where there aren't any dirty finishes. Exactly. Because there's no because because it's legal. Mm. Like, uh, I didn't get it. Just awful. What a waste to bring back uh, Bret Hart for, for that one spot. He was already salty about being there. Yeah. And he probably wasn't thr- thrilled about the finish either, if they even told him about it. That's which so I imagine funny. they did because they, yeah. yeah, because he had the sharpshooter and, and Maddie had and Maddie had hers on at the same time. So Yeah, they must have. But I feel like right. it would be typical WWE if they didn't let him in on it. But I think at the same time, it's, no. so, it's so funny to me because, like you said, Bret Hart's been pretty salty lately. But he's been crapping yeah. on the direction of the company, and easily that was that was probably punishment on Brett. Probably, uh, you know what? Probably well, that now that you mentioned it, more than likely them trying to punish Brett. Yeah, I, I don't think I think now that you mentioned that might be there might be uh, something behind that. There might be something to that just because be. he's been crapping all over the direction of the company for weeks, and then easily the worst booked finish on the show he's involved mm-hmm. in. Like that has to be like a, something of Brett Hart. Like don't crap on us will crap on you i don't know but just makes exactly. no sense but either way we'll get the rematch at extreme rolls that should be good submission match blah 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 um after yeah. that mcmahon's came out you know mr mcmahon appointing both sheen and stephanie they're running raw together as co-gms pretty predictable but it is what it is um i didn't have a problem with the segment i just think this stuff as long as they're not overexposed on tv as exposed as the authority was for a long time this could work uh-huh. but i feel like they were all over the show on Sunday. They were all over the show on Monday. So it's really off. Not it's it's not off the best of starts. So we'll see. But uh, your thoughts, Jamie, on the segment from Sunday night, and your thoughts on Shane and Stephanie running raw together. Um, a lot of folks were saying that the segment went way too long, and I do agree with that to a certain extent. Um, probably they were probably trying trying were trying to fill time because of the tag match because that was because that had abruptly ended because of what happened to Enzo. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, like, there was a small part of me that was ki- that was kind of hoping that maybe Vince would bring out Bischoff. And my reasoning behind that was because Bischoff has a DVD coming out soon. Ah, okay. So, may- so, so maybe, like, they would have, so like, maybe, like, they would have brought him on, like, you know, to plug it. And then have him run run it for like a few weeks or whatever, and mm-hmm. then like have it be done. Um, but Stephanie and Shane running it, um, it's better than the entire authority. Yeah. I will say that anything is an improvement from the authority at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it keeps Shane around longer, which I'm happy about. Um, and uh, like I'm fine with it. Uh, like you said, as long as they're not shown all over the place. And I'm assuming they were on Raw. Um, so, like, you know, um, as like as long as they start next week, like, oh, yeah, they'll show them in, like, one little backstage thing. Like, they'll make a match, and then that's it. Like, like if that's all they'll do, then that's cool, cool with me. But if they're just going to become Authority 2.0 where they're, where they're everywhere, then I don't know. 
they keep Shane around longer, which I'm happy about. So I yeah, on the on the bright side, yeah, looking at the bright side, I think keeping uh, Shane around longer is is the best part about. It. I mean, if it was just Triple H and Stephanie, like you said, anything is an improvement uh, over those guys alone. So I'm glad there's at least some bright side to this whole thing. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's hard to crap on it now, but because uh, it's still early. But I feel like the end game, regardless, is Shane versus Triple H probably at SummerSlam, which could be fine. So I I, I look forward to that. But yeah. Hopefully they're not. I think the I think the key is not shoving them down our throats as much as uh-huh. you know the authority was. Because when Shane was running Raw for a few weeks, he wasn't all over the show. He was maybe a segment or two when it was effective too. He wasn't, you know, burying people or emasculating the baby faces and stuff like that or everyone on the roster like Stephanie tends to do from time to time. So hopefully this is entertaining. I I, I want to think that it's still early on, so I can't criticize it just yet. We'll see. But um, and like we also said, somewhat have. We also somewhat have a face authority figure now, which is really refreshing to see. Yes, for like, the first time. That's something I've been cla- I've been clamoring for for years is to have a face authority figure. Yeah. So now and now we kind of have that with Shane. For the first time in God knows how many years. What since and AJ like, maybe? Yeah, four years. Yeah, it's oh a long time. That's how that's how long the authority's been around, which is just. I can't even I can't even think about it. I can't even think about it because it's going to make me mad. The fact that they've been around for almost yep. three years at this point. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, even with that, we'll get to the main event. Speaking of Stephanie and Shane, they made their presence felt in the main event for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Roman Reigns defending against AJ Styles. Styles winning via countout and via DQ. Shane and Stephanie restart the match or matches, I guess. Uh, really, really good match. Overbooking aside, the interference from the Usos and Shane and Stephanie and Gallows and Anderson, all that stuff aside, it was a really, really good match. These guys have great chemistry together, so look forward to the rematch, and hopefully that's not overbooked too. But uh, in the end, mm-hmm. it was Roman Reigns who reigned supreme, still the WWE champion. So, uh, Jamie, your thoughts on the main event from Payback? Uh, I think that people were expecting a lot more from the finish, like um, because... Like, okay, for one thing, and, like, we're already beginning to see the whole Cena 2.0 booking style here. Reigns took how many phenomenal forearms? He took, like, what, four, four or five? Mm, yeah, and, at least three and, or four, yeah. Like, he, er, he took all those, Buddha Doom, kicks out, and he hits AJ with one, one spear. <laughs> anyway. yeah. One friggin' spear. And he like, beats him. I, Clean. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really get that. Yeah, that bothered me too. Um, yeah, but, and, like, you know, I think the main thing is that, like, a lot of people were thinking that, like, oh, maybe we'll get, like, Bullet Club or Ballot Club or Bulletproof or some sort of firearm-like club showing up or <laughs> yeah. whatever. And, uh, fucking, like, AK-47 Club or whatever. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, um, uh, but none of that happened. Like, Reigns, Jesse won. He celebrated. Stephanie and Shane made the rematch for Extreme Rules, and that was that. I figured... And, I, didn't, I didn't want to get my hopes up going in that we were going to get the big reveal because I figured we wouldn't just no. because I feel like we were going to get the six-man tag team match at some point between Styles. What we got last night, Styles, Gallows, and Anderson versus Reigns and the Usos. So I feel uh-huh. like they might wait until Extreme Rules or maybe even drag it out because it's only still early May. They're yeah. Probably whatever this is building to, it's building to something for SummerSlam, which is still three that's months what, away. That's what I was thinking because at Extreme Rules, they can get away with all that stuff because, again, it's going to be under under Extreme Rules. Yep. There can be dirty finishes. It's okay. There's no rules, whatever. Um, so, yeah, like 
that was one thing I thought was like, okay, maybe they'll hold off until Extreme Rules to bring in Balor or whoever because um, because um, I think Balor is actually getting or like um, I think he's owed a rematch against Joe. So I, I think that rematch like, might be happening in the next special. I think I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. Um, so, so like, who knows? They may even be holding off until Balor's completely done. Yeah. Like, he has his last match at TakeOver or whatever the next thing is. And then they'll bring him in. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe they'll bring him in, like, the week before it happens, just so that way, like, it's kind of close or whatever. So, like, um, so that could be one one reason. Um, so, yeah, like, there's... So, yeah, like, a lot can still happen. And it's really funny because it's May, and normally in May, storylines are terrible around yeah. this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> and things are speaking, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, and things are still looking a little bit interesting. Yeah, there's still a lot of good feuds going on right now. Like you said, Reigns and Styles, the fatal four-way picture for the Intercontinental Championship, the women's division still doing pretty all right, Ambrose and Jericho. I mean, a lot of the matches from Payback will be done again at Extreme Rules. But at yeah. least it makes more sense now than it did a year ago when we had WrestleMania, all the WrestleMania rematches at Extreme Rules, and then Extreme yeah. Rules rematches at Payback, and without the stipulations, like that just, it was stupid. It made no sense with that lineup. Yeah. And at least yeah, Payback, probably. we have fresh matches, and we get those rematches at Extreme Rules with the stipulations. And they're all good feuds, yeah. and I feel like a lot of the great wrestling from Sunday kind of shined through the good outweighed the bad. And it was a pretty yeah. uh, pretty good show overall, so we'll see how it kind of leads into Extreme Rules. So, Jamie, your overall thoughts on Payback on Sunday night? Uh, in-ring quality of the show, really, really good. Uh, I don't think there's really any excuse to have poor in-ring quality, especially with the roster they have of today. Yep. Um, finishes, questionable. Some just a huge question mark. Why? Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, uh, payback. Um, it was uh, it was a decent show. I'll give it that. I think it was pretty good. I think it, I think it, I don't know if it exceeded the hype or even met the hype from people that that, that people were giving it as an amazing show. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was pretty good overall. Like you said, I think the wrestling was really what made it worth watching. A lot of great matches. Zayn and Owens was great. The main event overbooking aside was really good. Even the kickoff matches were pretty good too. So uh, Extreme Rules should be interesting. So speaking of which, before we let you go, Jamie, one quick question for you. I know you didn't watch Raw, but they did announce mm-hmm. this on Raw last night. Did you hear the new theme song for Extreme Rules in a couple weeks? I have not heard it, but I did see a video floating around of Corey Graves announcing what the theme is going to be. Um, um, I think it's a band called like uh, um, something involving Paris, I think. Yeah, like Previs or something like that. Previs? Okay. Yeah, it's it's like, I don't know what the hell yeah. that is, but I've heard of them before, I think. All right. But it, it's I forgot the name of the song. It's called Fire, maybe? I don't know. But I, I, I okay. saw the theme song. I haven't heard it yet. But I know because we've talked right. about it in years past that... Pretty much, I can't think of a bad theme song that we've gotten for Extreme Rules. And the show's been around since, like, oh okay. nine. I think, I, yeah. I don't think we've had a bad theme song yet for the show. I'll say this right now. I've said this week in and week out. The, the theme for Payback was, not was terrible. Yeah. Awful. I'm sorry. But when the, when the title of the song is We Don't Have to Dance... <laughs> 
No, no, we don't have to dance. In fact, we don't. We don't have to listen to this song. Yeah. Just pick something else. Yeah. Like, and I have no idea who the who the guy even was that did it. Like, I, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. It's just. Uh, uh, I think when it was I heard a, that. I was just. Like, it wasn't a terrible song. It just didn't fit at all, which I feel like is a lot of the case a case for a lot of the songs that they use nowadays for for you know a lot of the pay per views and whatever. I have to listen to this one. I don't know. If this one is any good or not, I'm not really sure because a lot of the songs they use now are just pop music, which is just garbage. So we'll see. But uh, hopefully we can yeah. get you back on the show at some point. We can discuss like pay-per-view theme songs and stuff because I know no one loves pay-per-view theme songs as much as I do than you, Jamie, because there's a lot of great theme songs out there for pay-per-views like this one. Music makes a huge difference in the show. Definitely. It, Definitely. Like, really, it does. Like, I think people, like, people, WWE needs to realize this. Definitely. I think with the pay-per-views, too, especially in recent years, I can't speak to, like, the old shows, because I know I watch old network shows, like, old pay-per-views on the network, and they take out the theme song. To me, it doesn't matter much, because I wasn't a fan in, like, 01 or 02 or whatever. In recent years, they've kept them in. I don't know if it's a recent thing or whatever, Um, but, you know... For, um, um, I think for Mania 17 on the network, they kept in my way. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for the Uh, video package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I watched it, they did. So. Yeah, I think it's still in there. Yeah, for at least songs like that are still in there, like the important ones. Um, but just even in recent years, they've kept in like the theme songs on the pay-per-views. And you watch those yeah. pay-per-views, and you think of the song, and when you hear the song, like, I don't know, on your iPod or elsewhere, you think of the mm-hmm. pay-per-view. So it's like, like you said, the music makes a big difference, entrance-wise and especially oh, pay-per-view theme-wise, too. Mm-hmm. It sets the tone of the show, and it makes you think, like, you know, when I heard that we don't have to... A dance song for payback i was like um yeah this i'm sorry when i want payback i don't think of dancing <laughs> exactly and yeah like <laughs> like uh i hated it did not fit at all so hopefully that's not the case with uh, extreme rules i gotta check out that song hopefully we get a new good theme mm-hmm. song for uh for SummerSlam. i know last year's i was not a fan of the demi lovato uh. Not good. I mean, some people liked it. I don't think it was awful, but that's another song. It's like, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Guilty pleasure for me. Not going to lie. Yeah. Again, it's not a bad song. (laughs) At least least that had Summer in the title. So at least that made sense. So we'll see. But uh, any chance of that we get a Jamie Lee Max sighting at SummerSlam this year or no? Uh, mm, I'm going to say probably not, but I, I know. Just. Hey, trust me, money is not not exactly my best friend right now, but definitely. Oh, I feel you, I feel you. But hopefully we can get yeah. you at some point, either yeah. SummerSlam or some pay-per-view in the Northeast where we can uh, we can all catch mm. you up. Because then I got to meet oh, Joseph exactly. last year, and I want to meet you guys too. Mm. That'd be great. Well, so. um, I know SummerSlam's in Brooklyn for this year and next year too. Yes, So, correct. like, you know, hey, hey, there's always next year too. Eh, that's true. There's always 2017. Yeah. So, well, uh, hopefully we can hold out a hope for uh, Jamie Lee Max sighting at SummerSlam just next year. Oh. I hope. <laughs> Let the countdown begin, brother. So with that being said, yeah. always great having you on. You know, shooting the breeze about payback, Raw, yeah. Eric Young, R-Truth, the King of the Ring, everything pretty much. Always a great time talking to you. But uh, before we let you go, oh, you too. shameless plug, right. your Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, where people can find you, dude. Uh, just on Twitter, at Jamie Lee Mack, J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E-M-A-C. Sounds good. People can find you on the Twitter, at Jamie Lee Mack, and pretty much and check out the YouTube channel as well, right? Oh yeah, exactly. Um, like I'm posting on there, like here and there. Like I'm trying to get back into the groove of it. Uh, I really need a, like a, 
production um, upgrades of some sort because I know that, like, you know, I look like just like every other average YouTuber, average wrestling YouTuber out there. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I I, I have a crappy ass production staff for like when I film videos and stuff. I, I definitely have to work on that too. But still, um, I checked out your last China video and it was really good. So people should check out that as well. And uh, so subscribe on YouTube, follow on Twitter at Jamie Lee Mac, and just follow along. Like I said, I to go full circle here, Jamie. That tweet yeah. still <laughs> that tweet still has. Oh my god. I got. I look back when whenever I've needed a laugh in the last forty eight hours, I've just gone back through my favorites or likes or whatever the hell they are now. And just looked at your oh, tweet yeah. from Sunday, and just it kills me every time. So keep up the great live tweeting, dude. All right, thanks, man. Sounds good, man. So I'll get you down the road. Yep, yep, catch you later. See you, Jamie. See you later. So on that note, guys, thank you as always for listening to WrestleRant Radio once again for May third, two thousand and sixteen. We're back next week, our final edition here on Endicott College campus for the semester, uh, for the uh, winter, spring semester, whatever of twenty sixteen. RJ's last show in person. It looks like he is graduating or in a couple weeks, the day before we go to Extreme Rolls on the 22nd, I think it is, that Sunday. Um, but I will not be here on campus. I'm leaving next Wednesday. So our final show is next Tuesday. Hopefully we will get Jacob Bloom back on the show for that show and RJ as well to talk all about Raw, Extreme Rolls coming up and everything else on the horizon. So with that being said, folks, for my shameless plugs, you guys can follow me on the Twitter at WrestleRant on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Graham.GS.Matthews. Give the page an old thumbs up. On YouTube at YouTube.com backslash C backslash Graham Jason Matthews. And, of course, the website right here every single Tuesday where videos, rather episodes of WrestleRant Radio are uploaded on NextAirWrestling.net. So until next time, guys, I'm Graham Jason Matthews. Have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll catch you folks down the road. <laughs>